This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. Glad to have you join me on the show. Uh, basically, we're going to be talking through a number of the week three picks, so I'm going to get right down to it and kind of run down the line with my thoughts on each game, uh, kind of players, and then who I'm going to be targeting from a DFS perspective for uh, week three in the NFL. So, Obviously, the headliner is going to be uh, Chiefs-Ravens, but that's going to be off the main slate today. So uh, let's focus in on the 1 o'clock games first. Uh, let's, you know, let's get right down to it. Uh, the Giants hosting the 49ers, who are so injured that they're starting their third string uh, like uh, starters like in multiple positions. And yet still, this line is not high enough, you know. Bottom line, this line it was four, it opened at four and a half. It moved to five and a half. It really should be seven and a half. It, it probably should be ten uh, double digits. Uh, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, the Giants are that terrible. I don't care how many backups San Francisco has. The backups are still better than the Giants starters uh, because of how badly constructed the Giants roster is. I don't care what anyone tries to sell me. Giants should be in line for a top four pick at the end of the season, and hopefully a bunch of people get fired along the way. Um, but, uh, yeah, without, you know, even with Saquon, this team was uh, moribund. It, it has not changed one iota now. So I like uh, San Francisco to win big. This is the easiest lock of the week from a betting perspective. Uh, feel free to uh, put a tidy wager on it because this one's a lock. Uh I can't be any clearer about that. You know, the from a fantasy perspective, Jarek McKinnon should have a field day with the Giants. Uh, Jordan, uh, the you know, McKinnon basically two years of injuries, and now he gets his opportunity because both Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman got injured. Uh, so he's in line for a big day. I expect that uh, we'll see some Jeff Wilson action as well. I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to play from a DFS perspective. If I'm going to play some Jeff Wilson, I'm absolutely playing McKinnon as a lock button. Uh, I think McKinnon's going to be in 
at least 60% of my lineups, maybe higher, uh, because there's just going to be so many opportunities with the Giants being bad at tackling. So I really like the 49ers. Uh, I don't necessarily like the passing game as much. Uh, outside of Jordan Reed, uh, the 49ers wide receivers aren't necessarily that proficient with some of the backups, but the Giants basically are going to get blown off the line of scrimmage. So 49ers are going to be able to move the ball at will, by and large, and they're very good at uh, screen passes, something the Giants are abysmal at defending. So I expect big numbers for Jarek McKinnon today. Uh, today, you know, even as we're recording is like, unless there's like some major injury that breaks after this gets released, um, I, I can't see any chance the Giants keeping up here. So uh, that's, that's all there is to it. Moving on, we got Cleveland hosting Washington. Bottom line, uh, Cleveland is a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, lines moved a little bit, but not not a whole lot. Uh, Cleveland has multiple ways of winning this game, but the easiest is just running the football. If they run the football and they give Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt twenty five to thirty touches uh, with the Rock. They're going to win this game double digits easily. It really is that simple. The problem is, what's the likelihood of Cleveland executing a smart strategy? About 20%. So you got to weigh the lock button aspect of this is a, should be an easy win versus Cleveland still is run by idiots. Uh, point, point blank. I'm not a big fan of Stefanski. Uh, jury is, I will have to be proven wrong that Stefanski was the right choice at head coach, but you know, it is what it is, but Washington's got a lot of work to do, uh, from a DFS perspective. I, you know, I mentioned Chubb, uh, uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I do not like playing OBJ, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. or Jarvis Landry in the wide receiver slots for Cleveland or Baker Mayfield. I don't think it's a passing game. This should be a run game. I'm just limiting it to that. On the Washington side, like I said, the only way Washington wins this game is if it turns into a shootout and, uh, you know, uh, Dwayne Haskins has a good day throwing the ball, and that means Terry McLaurin. So you can play Terry McLaurin in DFS. uh, And, you know, if you want to do a dart throw on Haskins and some tournament lineups, yeah, if you're entering over 20 lineups, yeah, you can you can uh, sprinkle in some Haskins. Um, less than that, definitely not. It, it's not worth the effort with uh, some of the other guys that are available on the slate today. Moving on, Atlanta hosting Chicago. Atlanta, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Atlanta, choking dogs with just an unbelievable... And it, I shouldn't say unbelievable because it's Atlanta. Of course, uh, they will find a way to choke a game like that. But just finding a way to choke so badly against uh, the Cowboys, every, that's all everyone's been talking about this week is how badly Atlanta choked last week against the Cowboys. However, lo and behold, who's there to ail uh, the losing of multiple games by Atlanta, but Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears. Mitch Trubisky is not a good NFL QB. He should not be starting NFL games, but the Bears don't want to admit that they screwed up, even though they traded for Nick Foles in the offseason to somehow motivate 
Trubisky, which, again, you know this guy's not any good, even if he's motivated. If he wasn't motivated before to uh, be a true starter, you know, bringing somebody in, yeah, it's going to annoy him, but, like, his talent level isn't even there. So, bottom line, Trubisky isn't any good. But Atlanta's defense is terrible. So, here's the catch-22 in this game. It comes down to... Can Mitch Trubisky make Atlanta pay enough times to uh, win this game? And the answer to the question is maybe. You know, I don't think so, though. It's one of those things where Atlanta's favor minus three and a half. This game could go either way. You know, it's going to be a a hanger uh, type of game because I could easily see Atlanta winning this by three. and just missing out and, you know, the Bears uh, cover while losing. Um, But, you know, do I see a victory? And I just don't see a win for the Bears with Trubisky under under center. You know, I think it's just uh, one aspect where, you know, it – we can keep going back and forth, back and forth, but, you know, at the end of the day – this is where it's kind of coming down to uh, from a, a breakdown standpoint is the fact that both of these teams aren't any good, but I'm going to give the edge slightly to Atlanta. But realistically, Atlanta could easily give this game away to the Bears and wouldn't shock me. It's just that I don't think Trubisky's talent enough to take advantage of it so you know it lands us in this awkward awkward position but from a fantasy perspective the only guy i'm actually interested in this game is alan robinson mainly because most of the passing routes flow through robinson uh, on the bear side of things uh and you know from all aspects, you know, there's a chance Julio uh, Jones just ends up being a decoy in this game. So I don't necessarily want to uh, focus squarely on Ridley. Obviously, if Julio's out, um, uh, you, you concentrate on Ridley. But there's a chance Julio is okay and is good to go. You know, it's just it's just one of those things where it's just like I see a number of different plays. So I don't necessarily have to go. Uh, with the Ridley route. that That's what kind of puts this. It's like, it's not that really it's a bad play. It's just that, do I need it? And really don't need, uh, really don't need them. It, it's just that, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a case uh, that, uh, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I, I think you can, you can find a couple other options. So I think the only play here is going to be Allen Robinson. Moving on, we got Vegas traveling to New England on a short week. Here's the bottom line. Raiders played Monday night, traveling to New England, short week, 1 o'clock start. Ball game. I'm, I'm taking New England here, minus 6.5. I, I think that's uh, a clear-cut game. I, I'm, I'm not even interested in playing anyone in this game. I just think that uh, New England should be able to take care of business, shut down the uh, Raiders, um, but in terms of offensive standouts, you know, maybe uh, play Cam Newton at QB, but 
realistically, not interested in anyone in this game, but I'm taking New England. I'm not even thinking twice about it. Uh, you know, Raiders had their big win Monday night against the Saints. They'll be reading their press clipping, so we'll go from there. Moving on. Minnesota hosting Tennessee. This is awkward. I, I you know, Minnesota, a home dog, uh, plus two and a half. You know, Tennessee, I mean, it's... Minnesota just hasn't been looking good, but I got to give uh, Minnesota uh, some uh, respect there. You know, it's not a terrible team. Uh, they, they have a decent roster. I got to at least give Minnesota a benefit of the doubt here. Uh, Tennessee hasn't looked like world beaters at all. So to most of the action from the public end is coming in on Tennessee – I gotta just, I just gotta go the other direction and take uh, Minnesota. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just a matchup where I think it it, it favors uh, Minnesota overall. And you know, Dalvin Cook's a good play. Thielen's a good play. Um, so total is a little bit surprising. The total's over uh, fifty. It was up to fifty one and a half. Um, you know, wasn't expecting kind of a shootout performance, but, you know, Vegas is looking at it, and Vegas is very good at setting lines. Uh, you know, this could be a, a shootout type of game. Moving on, we got Philly playing Cincinnati. Listen, if Philly can't beat Cincinnati, Philly might as well start looking at other options for Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson because – Philly minus six and a half favorites. Since he is not any good, uh, they're re- they're still rebuilding. They're not any good. You know, if Philly can't get it done here in convincing fashion, it is absolutely panic button time in Philly uh, because you pay Carson Wentz a lot of money. It's not working out. You you've got a bunch of injuries at wide receiver. You know, nobody cares in the NFL. Uh, next man up, but Philly just doesn't seem to have the talent a- anymore. Um, at least from what we've seen from the early games uh, uh, this year and towards the end of last season. So it would be hard not to take Philly in all formats. So survivor pool, picks pools, I gotta look at Philly. But do I like anyone in this game? Miles Sanders. In a big way. Uh, I think Sanders, uh, with uh, the run defense issues that since he has, I mean, Chubb and Kareem Hunt ran all over them. I got to think Miles Sanders with the Philly offensive line should be able to have a monster game. And it, that would be one of my lock plays is playing Miles Sanders. Uh, the matchup's just too good to ignore. Uh, as opposed to anybody else, uh, basically got nobody. Next up. The overrated Buffalo Bills host the Rams. Bills, uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Listen, Vegas agrees with me. Uh, Bills are at home, and they're only favored by two-and-a-half points. That tells you that they don't think Buffalo is that good either. Uh, Josh Allen makes a bunch of bad mistakes. You know, I know Buffalo has a good defense. I don't even think the Rams are that good, but 
I definitely think Buffalo's uh, highly overrated. So I'm going to be leaning towards uh, the Rams as uh, the underdog. I think they went out right. I think Buffalo gets exposed, and we kind of move on from there. So uh, that's where uh, that one lies. Uh, in terms of exposure in this game, uh, you know, Devin Singletary for the Bills uh, at running back is a cheap option. Um, but, you know, outside of that, very limited in terms of what I want to do. And, again, the – the less said about Josh Allen, the better. I just don't think he's very good. I think this is another Blake Bortles situation. Once the book gets further out on him, I think he gets exposed, and it's a wrap from there. But uh, that's just uh, the way it, it, it shapes up uh, the way uh, from what I can tell. All right, moving on. Houston-Pittsburgh. Uh, can't figure out the Texans. I mean, it's a tough start to the year, but you got to at least look a little bit of competitive. Uh, you know, getting handled by Casey, getting handled by Baltimore. Got to play at least competitively against the Steelers. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers minus three and a half because I haven't seen it yet. You know, as I've often told you, Bill O'Brien is the worst coach in the league. Also the worst GM now with the DeAndre Hopkins trade, but um, just the worst uh, mind overall, uh, far and away. But, uh, you know, I just don't have a great read on this one. So uh, taking Pittsburgh from a fantasy perspective, I don't see a ton coming out of this game. Um, maybe some Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Deontay Johnson, but that's about it. Not really interested in that game at all. Uh, but I'll take uh, Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Moving on to four o'clock games. <sighs> Man, what a dog. Uh, Jets, Colts. Colts, ten and a half point favorites. Take the Colts. No question about it. This one's slam dunk. Like, outside of the Giants game, like, the Jets are equally as atrocious. Just take just take the Colts. Don't uh, don't get cute with it. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I'd be looking at uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, interesting narrative with T.Y. Hilton getting called out by his grandmother. Uh, that was a new one uh, that I hadn't heard before. So uh, interesting, interesting uh, takeaways there. But, uh, you know... I just think that overall, uh, Colts uh, put up enough points. I, I'd like to play Colts defense because, again, the Jets and their abysmal offense by Adam Gase, who clearly doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, I, I think there are multiple opportunities for the Colts to do quite a bit of damage uh, on a Jet squad that doesn't seem to be anywhere close to a functional team. Uh, so I, I just think that it's a pretty much a no-brainer. Uh, you take the Colts and you move on from there. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk, and, you know, I got to – it's like another awkward game. Uh, Panthers traveling uh, to L.A. to play the Chargers <sighs> – 
Everyone's favoring the Chargers. I technically have to favor the Chargers minus seven and a half. I don't love it. I think Carolina is going to be competitive in this one. Seven and a half is a lot uh, to be given up. Uh, so not not entirely sure uh, where I'm going to land on this one. It's it's one of those coin flip games because I could see. Uh, Carolina doing a backdoor cover with the seven and a half points. Um, Chargers, you know, even with uh, uh, the QB injury uh, to Tyrod Taylor, I think Herbert already looks like he could be an upgrade, you know. But he's going to get exposed in certain parts. I just don't think Carolina's the defense to do it. But, you know, it's certainly a possibility. In terms of uh, fantasy targets in that game. I am struggling to think of anyone. Maybe DJ Moore, but that's about it. On uh, from what I can see. Next up, Detroit travels out to Arizona to play the Cardinals. You know, Detroit uh, had a nice little run to close out the year. You know, Dan Quinn stays on. I, I mean, not not, uh, not Dan Quinn. I, I'm thinking of LA. I'm, uh, Matt Patricia stays on. Everyone thought Patricia was uh, quite uh, uh, possibly on his way out. Uh, Detroit had a couple of wins. Uh, Detroit, you know, not bad, but not great either. Uh Arizona should have won this one. If they don't win, it's because they read their press clippings. And, you know, I just kind of look at it that way. Uh, My favorite play from a DFS perspective this week uh, is Kyler Murray. I just think that there's a very high ceiling, uh, but also a very high floor. So when you have that unique combo, you got to play it. So I I think... uh, you know, even for showdown slates, you need to be seriously considering Kyler Murray across the board. So uh, that's just uh, the way I kind of look at it uh, today. Um, but uh, outside of that, uh, for Detroit purposes, I just don't necessarily see anything uh, that's uh, going to be at issue um, with that matchup. Uh, I, I think uh, Arizona has that one. Pretty pretty well matched up, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, travels to Denver. Uh, obviously, uh, higher altitude, but I don't think it makes a difference. I think uh, Tampa's defense is too good for the Fire TV. Uh, I mean, it, it, they're, they're playing Tampa 2, uh, Tampa 2 defense, but uh, from... An offensive standpoint, uh, Denver is severely impacted by the Drew Locke injury. I just don't think they have anyone capable of running that offense efficiently other than a couple of uh, chunks at a time. So, you know, I just I just look at it and say, just take it, Arizona. Don't, don't get cute. Uh, oh, yeah, so Arizona, but uh, with Tampa, it's a similar situation uh, between Tampa and Arizona. I think 
defenses should be able to match up well, and there's no reason to uh, go crazy over it. Uh, Tampa's only a, a six and a half point favorite, but I view that in the same spot as Arizona, uh, who's a five and a half point favorite. I think they both win by touchdowns, um, but you know, don't overthink it. Is my uh, stance on both of those games. Uh, Dallas in the game of the week playing out in Seattle. The Cowboys should be rolling uh, through the division uh, in the NFC East. Uh, the, the Eagles, no good. Giants are a joke. Washington's a joke. Cowboys should take control of this division. Unfortunately, they're not doing it this week. Uh, you know, they got a lot of moving parts. I can see multiple people leaving if somehow this uh, playoff run does not pan out. Uh, I, I mean, realistically, Dallas needs to win this game. It's early, but these are the types of games Dallas needs to win to give themselves some padding within the division in case they stub their toe against a team like the Giants or the Eagles because that's what they've been known to do. So, will they stick to a game plan and, you know, function... Uh, uh, function as a well-oiled machine? Possibly. But I'm not going to uh, roll the dice on that. I'm taking Seattle minus four and a half, I think. Uh, Seattle sticks to their game plan, run the football, uh, some deep passes by Russell Wilson, and you call it a day. You know, I I don't think that there's anything wrong with uh, going about it that route. But, uh, you know, it was a pressing question that's been... Uh, coming up is how much do you think uh, Seattle's going to allow Russ to have free reign over the offense? Uh, my answer is I don't quite know, but if he delivers early on, uh, well, why would you deviate from uh, giving more responsibilities to Russ? So I, I think uh, overall, uh, the selection is pretty clear. You're going to play uh, either Doug, uh, uh, I mean, either DJ Metcalf. I was thinking of the same Doug Baldwin, but uh, you're going to play either DJ Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. I, I think uh, Lockett is uh, the number one uh, for certain receiver on uh, Seattle's uh, bench and uh, certainly their best guy yards after catch. Uh, on both sides of the fence. But uh, that's uh, where I'm kind of looking at uh, the situation. Um, on the Dallas side, you know, you got Ezekiel Elliott, you got Dak Prescott. I think both can have very good games. Um, but, uh, you know, the fact that uh, this is the highest uh, total according to Vegas it leads me to believe that there are going to be even more points scored uh, in this uh, 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 valuable uh, experience ticket. Uh, you know, I, I just look at it from the standpoint of what's Dallas going to be able to do to kind of secure victory in this one. And they can't turn the ball over. They're not going to get uh, the second chances that Atlanta gave them. They're going to need to be far more efficient, and that's the key. I don't think they're there yet. Now, for Sunday Night Football, 
we've got Green Bay playing uh, New Orleans. Uh, no crowd, so just a couple of boxed-in noises from the crowd. But wouldn't go crazy over uh, the ruling just because if you look at uh, uh, just from the... Uh, elaborate uh, sketches that can be made about the industry. You know, one of them uh, it dealt with uh, uh, Bruno from a couple of years ago versus uh, uh, how get received uh, these days with uh, uh, more acts of kindness coming out uh, to, uh, to the forefront. But I, I think, by and large, the Saints are a shell themselves. So, everyone's been giving them charity and talking up how good they are. So, they're a minus three and a half favorite, and I'm pounding the Green Bay line without mercy. Because even though I don't think Green Bay is that great, I think the Saints are fundamentally flawed because Drew Brees cannot throw the deep route. And without Michael Thomas catching everything within his wingspan, you know, it just has a very eerie feeling to it. And I just... You know the scrutiny is just becoming a, a bit, a bit much, uh, and that's where I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that uh, with folks saying that oh Drew Brees can de- throw three down the field yeah but from a valuation standpoint and generating fancy points Drew Brees is a non-starter. Uh, you know you can look at which of the Chiefs' op- uh, wide receivers stick on, and if it's just tied to. Uh, uh, it's just tied to uh, the perception that uh, the Saints are infallible, which clearly is not the case. But um, pounding the Green Bay line uh, quite a bit, and we'll kind of go from there. Um, then that takes us to the game of the week and possibly the game of the year. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, hosting Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, you know, in this scenario, I want to have both QBs. Mainly because of the thought of uh, no country for old men and how you still don't know where uh, it uh, is at the very end of the movie just to see how uh, uh, things could uh, develop after, uh, you know, some time passes later on in the year. I think we're going to start seeing a little bit more Taysom Hill a little bit more deferring to James Winston. I think, you know, the Saints are still in that uh, honeymoon phase with a new uh, QB under center, but, you know, I think uh, they made the wrong choice. But, you know, again, neither here nor there. Uh, But uh, in terms of Baltimore and KC, you know, a lot of teams pass on Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar's uh, very good, but... Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best uh, player in the league, not just QB. I just look at this and say, you know, if you're giving me Chiefs as an underdog, I got to take it. Even though the Chiefs haven't been playing well all that much lately, uh, there is a component to it that uh, would be uh, forfeited. Uh, You know, again, from a standpoint of evaluation, uh, you know, I like many pieces on 
Baltimore side, especially on a showdown. But, you know, obviously you're playing Lamar. But I would probably go towards uh, the tight end. So uh, you could pair it up with uh, uh, his Cesare Paulson uh, variation recovering, uh, you know, you know, a lot of uh, potential for high-scoring hijinks. Um, but uh, I, I think that there's more room for improvement, and I'll leave it at that uh, for Kansas City. Even though they're defending champions, they haven't yet put their boots on teams yet and just grind, uh, grinded out a win. So I, I appreciate uh, a video stream. Wish it was... A little bit more uh, productive, but, you know, say la vie. Um, but, yeah, I, I just look at the pathways to victory. It's a lot higher on the KC side in Baltimore. So I'm going to take KC plus three and a half. And from a fantasy perspective, most of these lineups will be for showdown. Um, I think you got to play both QBs. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire for KC, uh, the running back. And, you know, and more to make a salary work for another receiver position, um, you know, take uh, take one of those uh, fictitious uh, uh, platements and hang that around. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's where I I look at the the business of, uh, as a stand. So uh, you know, good selection, but uh, you know, more to come over time uh, in in making things work. So. Uh, I, I just think that Casey's got way too many options to punish uh, Baltimore. Baltimore is still pretty much uh, reliant upon uh, being able to run for large chunks of uh, yardage and go from there. But I think Casey slows down um, by and large and then finds out uh, about the uh, – about the long-term longevity of uh, some of these players. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it goes with the territory. But, um, yeah, you know, interesting slate of games. But, you know, from a DFS perspective, uh, you can plug in whoever you want, but you should have Allen Robinson uh, in there along with Dragnet uh, and whatever – whatever documentation you were looking for, uh, you know, we, we can get a little bit more clarity and context as to, uh, what has been done. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that kind of uh, sums up week three is that a lot of good plays, a lot of plays that I could see other people taking the other side of, but you know, the, the, the true aspect is that there's going to be targets to other uh, other aspects of the game. So I think folks are getting a little bit too wrapped up in, on the salaries on DK and FanDuel when it comes to just second half only. So I'll leave it at uh, paying up that secondary and kind of going from there. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, how everything uh, plans out, though. So with that being said, I will uh, close up uh, the show, but uh, I would say, you know, bear in mind uh, that there are various games, uh, since it's still early, that could be turned on the drop of a hat. So, you know, again, uh, use these picks as you see fit, but 
don't get surprised by a mystery entrant. That means uh, you know somebody else decided to uh, pump in pro money on FanDuel, and we'll figure it out from there. But uh, you know, interesting slate of games. So enjoy the games, folks. Uh, we'll be back next time with some uh, feedback uh, on the games so far, and possibly putting together a lineup for the uh, Millionaire Maker for NFL Showdown uh, between the Chiefs and the Ravens. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, But that's all for now, folks. And uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.